đời sông núi anh em ta đáp đời sông núi quyết bảo vệ sang sang ta thể chết cho quê hương at host my radio it's on on every monday and every friday and host my radio welcome to the show thank you And welcome to this week's episode of Team Cat Home My Radio today. Happy Monday, everyone. Hope you guys are having a great day. And of course, it's pre- pretty much everybody's day getting up your assignments. And also, it's almost May, so hopefully you guys are, you know, catching up a couple things. And hope, <clears throat> and hope you guys are, you know, not failing too much. And hope you guys are, you know, arranging things with teachers. Make sure that everything's, you know in the way it was because otherwise it won't be it won't be anything right so you want to be very very cautious about what's going on do you work stay in school and please don't do something stupid please i beg you it'll be great and also states coming up pretty soon and of course there's always going to be rule change and it's totally bs and it totally sucks so it makes it hard for anyone who wants to go anyway? It's gonna throw a. It's gonna make it. It's gonna left everybody out, and they're gonna be like, ah, shoot, we're screwed. Anyway, uh, let's get into it. So, it, make sure to every Monday and Friday for our podcast. All right. So, Ming Pao's probate is also a probation news. Is probation newspaper, right? Hong Kong security chief again takes aim at satirical Ming Pao cartoonist who targets the government. Ming Pao security. Not Ming Pao. Hong Kong security chief had criticized Ming Pao over a quote-unquote misleading comic strip about the government's plan to spend $5.2 billion on a new communication system. However, legislative documents appear to contradict Secretary for Security Chris Tang complaint. <laughs> Tang said on t- Sunday that Jung Ji, the cartoonist in question, had targeted the government more than once and made misleading accusations over the past six months. The comic strip in question, published on Saturday, depicts two people discussing the budget for security, with a man saying to a woman that reserving $20 billion is not a lot for upgrading the equipment for disciplined forces. The woman replied, saying, Was it not $5 billion? As the man said, Well, with better equipment, there will be, be more arrest, and we need to build um, two more prisons and hire more prison guards. It's not funny though. I have no problem with it. With more cases handled by the court, more judges have to be hired. We have to import foreign workers, provide accommodations and education subsidies for the children in the commissary free. I mean, that's what it is. It's pretty funny. Although it later became true, nonetheless. Tang said on Sunday that Chung Ji's um, misle- mislead, misled. Misled citizens into thinking the enhanced the enhanced technology will be used to monitor and target citizens. I have said clearly the technology is for helping us to handle the handle emergencies. Tang said, but according to documents submitted to the Legislative Council, the police force proposed building a next generation communication system that will cost around 5.2 billion dollars. The same thing as the cartoon says. The documents made references to national security and geopolitics. The police force proposes to build the NGCS to improve the operational efficiency of policing and emergency services, address address national security needs, and reduce the potential risk associated with geopolitical tensions by establishing a, reli- a reliable, highly stable, sustainable, and more secure communication network document read. When approached by Hong Kong Free Press about Tang's comment, Security Bureau said they had nothing to add. Tang will attend an electrical panel on security meeting on Tuesday to discuss the government's proposal. Security Chief added, added on Sunday that the government w- was very happy to accept criticism and criticizing was not a problem. Oh really? And this is what they said again. However, if you're not criticizing, not if you're not criticizing, not bashing on facts, but are using some misleading uh, accusations to provoke citizens' discontent towards the government. 
I think I have a duty to tell the truth, condemn these misleading accusations publicly, in order to give citizens the rights to know, Tang said. Tucci has been previously has previously cr been criticized by Chief Executive John Lee over a comic strip about the government's talent extraction scheme, as well as by Chief, Se Chief Secretary for Administration Eric Chan over an entry about Beijing's interpretation of national security law. Thus twice, I think we did report, we, which we did report on actually. Why? Why are they, why are they so shocked about this anyway? It contradicts what they said, and it became, later it became true, because why not? Because once Ming Pao said something, well, any media said something, really, it became like, oh, you can't take criticism, oh, we do take criticism. And if I was going to ask them, if you take criticism, why can't you let them make fun of you a little bit? It's fine if they make fun of you a little bit. It's not going to kill you. I mean, I, I, we're making fun of you just a bit. We're not going to, you know, railroad you. That's the truth. And the thing is, is, is that th th we criticize them and we have no problem. United States, you can criticize the government, no problem. I mean, we can criticize them as much as you want. There's nothing wrong with that. And this is what we end we end up having. Them not allowing us to criticize them, you know. That's what it is. That's the biggest, biggest issues ever. Biggest issues. Biggest issue. That we ever had. And I'm hope, and I'm hoping that the government can understand that criticism is good. This is just satirical. It's not meant to actually give, like, misinformation to anyone. Chinese foreign minister says Japanese chip curbs to drive Beijing's self-reliance. Chinese foreign minister Ching Gan told his Japanese counterparts on Sunday that Tokyo's new, ex new export controls on semiconductors equipment will only further drive Beijing's quest to self-reliance. Yoshimasa Hayashi Hayashi visit to China is is um is the first by a Japanese foreign minister since December 2019, ending a gap over three years during which bilateral ties have sharply deteriorated. The minister's Be Beijing's meeting comes just days after Japan unveiled plans export controls on 23 items used to make semiconductors, following U.S. pressure for for countries to restrict China's access to the technology. The United States used bullying tactics to brutally suppress J the Japanese um, semiconductors industry, and now is repeating its old tricks against China. <laughs> Ching told uh, told his counterparts, according to a readout of me. He also accused Japan of being Washington's minion, <laughs> which is not true because they have no uh, way of, of doing anything. The blockade will only further stimulate China's determination to become self-reliant, he said. Japan's controls were preceded by similar restrictions imposed last month by the Netherlands, where authorities cited international and national security. In comments to reporters, Hayashi defended the new restrictions on Sunday as consistent with international rules, adding that they were not aimed at a specific country, even though it's not. They said specifically it's not aimed at anybody. Semiconductors have become a major flashpoint in souring ties between China and Japan, the world's second and third largest economies. The foreign ministers also discussed China's recent detention of a Japanese national working in Beijing for, for Tokyo-based pharmaceutical company Estelas under allegations of espionage, even though it's not proven that they have anything to do with espionage. Hayashi told reports after the meeting that Japan had protested the detainment and called for immediate release of that individual. Chin said Sunday that China would deal with him according to the law, without offering further details on the case. The two sides have also discussed a disputed group of islands that Japan calls the Senkaku and Beijing calls it the Diaoyu. Reiterated my, uh, my serious concerns about the East China Sea including the situation surrounding the Senkaku Island, as well as China's increased military activities in and around our country, including cooperation with Russia, Hayashi. Beijing's growing uh, regional assertiveness will likely be amongst the key topics discussed 
at this year's G7 meetings, which Japan is scheduled to host. Now, I don't know if you can trust them or not, because I don't trust them what, one bit whatsoever. And I already know, in fact, that I can't even deal with these guys. And because if we think, if we're saying that, well, why don't we just trust a little bit more on China? You know, it'll be the only way we can make it work, or the only way we can make it easier. Um, I'm sorry, I just can't trust these guys. That's just the truth. If I trust them, then why can't they fix the problem? Because sometimes it can, sometimes it doesn't even, it's not trustworthy. It's not gonna happen. Right? It's not gonna happen. I will, there's no sure way that I will allow this to happen at all. I won't. I will never will. Because it's basically like, we're basically submitting all stuff to them. And this is what makes it more frustrating than anything. So let's talk about something, we're gonna go, of course we're gonna go on uh, three more security stuff, but we're gonna be talking about um, how press deals with things like uh, law and crime, basically like um, rape victims, stuff like that. Murder victims, rape survivor, porn star. How Hong Kong media treats women reveals a wider issue, Scholar says. In the recent weeks, Hong Kong has been has been gripped by a series of headlines, often tragic ones, starring women as as victims or protagonists. Abby Choi's murder made front page news locally and around the world on Friday, on February twenty fourth. Choi, often referred to as a model or social socialite by local news platform, was the mother of four and married to a son of a well known Hong Kong noodle franchise tycoon. She was allegedly murdered and dismembered by her ex-husband and families of his and the members of his family. The news went viral on social media and online forums with extensive media coverage of the grisly details of the homicide and Choi's personal past, particularly her appearance. Even now, searching for Choi Chinese names on Google yields plastic surgery as one of the top suggestions. I don't even know why was that even a thing anyway. A week, a week later, Netflix released the documentary In the Name of God, A Holy Betrayal, which exposed systematic rapes by Korean religious leaders. The first episode featured the confession of a tw- of 29-year-old Hong, Kong- Hong Konger Maple Yip, a former cult follower and victim, as well as a major whistleblower. The episode sparked doxing and discussions, not only about the Korean cult, but also about Yip's history as a brainwash or calculating form, former cult member, as well as her recent relationship with a famous Hong Kong actor. Online slurs, which falsely describe both Choi and Yip as prostitutes, were common, along with claims that murder and rape were merely the outcome of labor disputes. What in the world is that even supposed to mean anyway? I mean, they're victims, and they're being mur- they're they're some they're of course a uh, yeah, Mabel's being, of course um you know Mabel's being, of course uh, Mabel's being being brainwashed by those uh, those idiot cult members, and also and Choi being murdered by her ex husband. How's that even have to do with prostitutions? Is models are prostitutes then? They're just they all they do is just dress nice clothing and take pictures. Doesn't have to be pictures. It could be anything, but still. Was I even doing anything anyway? On the other hand, the Japanese debut of Hong Kong-born porn star Irina So in mid-March received overwhelmingly positive feedback on the face of it, with the local tabloid branding her the glory of Hong Kong and praising her for practically bodily autonomy. However, a fake government statement congratulating the adult uh, video actress led to illegal action by the by the authorities. Raising questions over whether so unprecedentedly Korean move was generally respected by the general public, or instead viewed as another subject of ridicule. Of course, this is not the government. What the government said about praising them was not actually true. So, I found it be funny when they said that. Of course, it's up to the public to judge it. So I can't really say anything otherwise. These three headlines have created an opportunity for both the press and the public to reflect. What should we talk about? When to when we talk about the story, when we talk about the stories of women, 
Annie Chan, a sociology scholar at Lenan University and a board member of the Association Concerning Sexual Violence Against Women, that's a good name, proposed a thought experiment. What would we be discussing, discussing if the killer was a woman and the victim was a man? <laughs> the Chan believes the answer is clear. The woman would likely remain the center of attention, with a focus on her personal backgrounds, revealing how she became an unconventional woman, capable of killing rather than being killed. In fact, from 2016 to 2020, 47 per, 40, sorry, 45% of female homicide victims in Hong Kong, literally 45%, 29 out of 64 were murdered by their intimate, um, intimate, um, intimate partner or family members, according to a database com compiled by the United Nations Office on Drugs and Crime. In contrast, only 1 out of 82 male homicide victims during the same period were killed by their partners or family members. Femicide, referring to intentional killing of women and girls because of their gender, is not an issue, it's not just an issue in other countries, but also in this Asian financial hub known for its low overall crime rates. Chan attributes the prevalence of femicide, of femicide to women spending more time at home than men worldwide, increasing their likelihood of being killed within household, and they're likely to be abused by their household, by their household families mostly. She also notes that discussions of femicide tend to involve victim blaming more than conversations about crimes targeting men. That's true. Victim blaming is often high, and it still exists, and it's just annoying amount of, you know, misogynistic kind of crap that they still do. The first question that springs to most people's minds when they find out a woman was killed is, what have they done to deserve this? Chan said. Most of us, like people like me, when they, like, they got murdered because just for doing something that are not even... That doesn't please the husband, which they shouldn't, because that's their own. They they have the rights to do to do what they want to do without anyone telling them anything. Pepper Seal, a veteran a veteran journalist and a Hong Kong col based columnist who have been monitoring the development of a of the feminist movement in East Asia, has written several articles criticizing this misogynistic phenomenon. There are three main reasons considered by misogynists to be legitimate excuses for killing a, for killing a woman. When a woman was cheating, being disobedient, or being overtly dominating, Sue summarized. It happens still. I'm not gonna lie about that. <laughs> While most people assume women to be heartbroken after being cheated on, the same act is considered an insult to men. Sue told Hong Kong Free, Pr Hong Kong Free Press, This mindset has served as an easy explanation for femicide in some cases, including when Hong Konger Chang Tong Kai, whose proposed, whose proposed extradition plan set up the 2019 protest in Hong Kong, murdered his girlfriend in Taiwan. According to NHL, the deeply ingrained cultural association of a woman's identity with her sexuality accounts for this kind of victim blaming and rape myth, in this cultural context, men are considered normal if they inevitably lose control due to a woman's sexual attractiveness. <laughs> I hear this all the time. We hear this from, you know, TV shows. We hear this from, like, short films. We hear this from short skits. We hear that from people, actually. We hear, we hear that all the time. All the freaking time. But that's not the truth. In fact, they can learn to control the desire, Chen said, and that men are also victims of this underlying misconception. And that's true. We can be victims most of sometimes. And the thing is, if we could do self-control, it went better. No one does. Doesn't matter what gender you are. No one on both sides of the gender sphere don't have good self-control. When they see a beautiful woman, they launch at them. They launch at, the men launch at them. When they met a guy, they cheat on the husband. So both are still guilty of what they do. Now it's up to you guys to judge, otherwise. I'm just saying what I think, alright? Everyone should at least be as good to their partners as much as they can. Don't, I'm not saying be overly obedient, because that's, because it's going to lead to massive abuses. And they can, they, they, can, they can pretty much dominate you, or they can probably just beat that living heck out of you. And that's not fun. 
you don't want your partner to, you want to share um like duties and works and you know be understandable communicate and mediate and unlike a review of online comments and news reports reveals how female victims' sexuality is often used as a weapon to denigrate them. <laughs> Chad points out that the label's model, quote-unquote, and social-like, quote-unquote, again, as well as the frequent use of choice profile in news reports, maybe reinforce impressions of her as a shallow and unproductive gold digger. I hear it all the time. Even though... She was later reported as having been the CEO of several companies. So, I mean, she's she's already wealthy enough. So, she can just re- she can rely on herself. She has plenty of money. She can rely on herself. You know, she don't have to have... You don't have to have anybody. You don't have to have her you know, telling people this and that and this and that. It would surely give a different impression of me. If you refer to me as a socialite instead of a professor... Why not focus more on the other aspect of Choi instead of how she looked? The sociologists ask. That's true. They should look at what she. They should look at um you know all the stuff like that. They should look at the aspect about her, not about what she looks like or what she actually shows you, because that's not gonna that's not gonna do much anyway. According to Sue, femicides have been treated lightly by Hong Kong society in the past. And the news industry is partly to blame. So why not, right? The ecosystem of Hong Kong news industry is inseparable from its desire for hit rates, says Sue. Who worked for major local newspaper, online media, and international news outlets in the past decades. So she knows these things. She said Hong Kong's journalism has yet to undergo a process of professionalization. Local news organizations, unlike news agencies, tend to undervalue training on news ethics. As a result, frontline reporters are encouraged to reveal victims' past, mostly gossips that should not be a matter of public interest. Even when some journalists have received professional news training before, do local news outlets really need that type of talent? Are they willing to pay more for talent? Or do they merely want someone to literate enough to provide whatever content they want, she asked rhetorically. That's true, though. She said reporters should strive to make victims less one-dimensional, helping readers understand that they were not just newspaper images, but actual human beings. (laughs) While we follow guidelines on how to report suicides, why can't we also take references of guidelines on reporting femicide, she asked. While some believe Hong Kongers have become more open to famine campaigns and bodily autonomy, it still happens, so it's not. It, they're still they're getting more open than it used to be. They're trying to get used to it. She argues that an undercurrent of misogynist persists, mostly mainly. Because um, thing is this Hong Kong society is still considered to be, I would say, uh, a bit more conservative. They're not liberal. They're not like, they're not like anyone else who. Has a liberal thinking mindset. Because it's not, it's not. It's not really the same. I mean. How can you. How can you argue for that. You just don't really. You just don't. Because. Because. We knew that. We knew at, at chance. That people still believe. In um, male superiority to women. It still exists. So I can't. So I can't really say it's ending. It's still going on. Even if you argue saying, let's end it. Let's end it. My my answer is, how are you going to end it? Because these guys are still believing these kind of old traditional backwardness. That doesn't even, that doesn't even gave anything new. Or doesn't even improve at all, even if you tell me. She cites the example of Irina So, the first major Hong Kong born porn star in the Japanese industry. Since the trailer for Seoul's adult video was released on a Japanese porn publisher website on March 15th, Hong Kong netizens have been voicing their support by ordering DVD copies of, the, of her work. Now, I don't know how their spouse is going to like it, but whatever. The website has reportedly stopped loading because of heavy traffic. A lot of people are buying it, so I'm not surprised by that. While some people claim to be inspired by her bravery, a number of netizens thank her for not being a quote-unquote digital prostitute. 
a, a Cantonese slang term for women who sell seductive photos online. That was so side gig before acting in porn movies. <laughs> Let me start with my conclusion. I think even though the public seemed to be positive and open, the undercurrent is still misogyny. Just misogyny present in a friendly way, she said. <laughs> they're not gonna they're not gonna go straight for saying, you know, blah blah. You know, they're gonna they're gonna say they're gonna say it in a different way. The comments agree it was it was pro progress that the public did not shame the porn star as they would likely have done twenty years ago. But the com uh, the compliments were mixed with other sentiment. Men's appreciation for women's bodily autonomy occurs mostly when a woman devotes herself to the sex industry. You could imagine the applause given to women becoming firefighters would have not been so loud, she said. Sites also cited the satirical online post, mimicking a official press release that congratulates So uh, on her latest career development. The Culture, Sports, and Tourism Bureau responded to the doctor to the doctor statement saying it had reported the case to the police. In user opinion, the incident showed that both parties, citizens and government, did not see porn stars as an occupation worthy of respect. On the on the one hand, people said all jobs are equal. On the other on the other hand, they used to mock they used it to mock the government and the officials took it as an insult too. Which I don't know why they should take it as I don't know why I don't know why government needs to take that kind of crap as an insult. Because if they take everything as an insult, then how about we say you guys suck at your job? Is that an insult then? I don't think so. And honest truth, I don't think it's even an insult once. <laughs> Chen, who teaches course on gender and sociology at, at Lingnan University, believed that education on gender equality in Hong Kong still has a long way to go. She argues that deeply rooted mindset and sexual jokes in the office are the most difficult to remove. Suggestions that another person stop making such jokes may backfire, so she usually, so she usually does not step into the area. The associate professor said the younger generation, despite a younger, a stronger awareness of gender bias and discrimination, do not see the broader inequality in, in the city. Their schools, their school days have been comparatively free of discrimination. So they could not recognize the underlying patriarchy in society unless facing with a specific case, cases of sexual harassment or discrimination. Sue suggested a few questions she would ask if she has a chance to interview Irina So, including whether So has been sufficiently well informed about the possible cost of becoming a porn star, or why she told the press she was reluctant to watch any of her videos, including her first adult video. But raising questions like these could be mis could be misunderstood as discrimination in this social context, while those covering the stories from a single perspective will be deemed as progressive. Who should change first, the media or the public? Chan Siu do not have a definite answer. However, they agree that while the media co um, cultivates readers' taste for news, readers also pay, uh, play a part in shaping the media. Of course, in the... Uh, in the correction that they said, an earlier uh, version of this article refer, uh, referred to Anna Chan as opposed to Annie Chan. We regret this error. Thank you for letting us know about that because why not, right? Alright, let's go to security! Hey, <laughs> it's not great! No, 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 no. Let's <laughs> do something a little bit more lighting here. Uh, Mayan's ruins. Taiwan's president. Um, leader of Taiwan, Guatemala, Guatemala reaffirms ties. Taiwanese President Tsai Ing-wen and her Guatemalan counterpart Alejandro Giamatre uh, on, on Saturday took in the jungle's ruins of a Mayan civilization citadel where they observed an ancient uh, ritual, uh, rituals before a massive stone pyramid known as Elgram Jaguar. The two shook hands there and vowed to maintain strong ties in the face of a diplomatic offensive by China, which sees Taiwan's part of its territory awaiting quote-unquote unification. <laughs> the assembled dignitaries uh, witnessed today the straightening, uh, strengthen, strengthening of the relationship between our nations, Guatemalan Deputy Culture Minister Jenny Barrios said. Tai's visit will likely take her to Belize comes days after neighboring Honduras 
broke diplomatic relations with Taipei to link up with Beijing, which does not allow countries to recognize both China and Taiwan. Honduran President Xiomara Castro was expected to visit China soon. The two presidents walked to a nearby Espande and shook hands for a symbolic official photo while a bonfire lit during a Mayan dance ceremony burn. They also witnessed a traditional ball game played by Mayan times. In a meeting with GM Mate on on Friday night, Tai thanked him for his support last year when China conducted military maneuvers near the island. She also highlighted cooperation with Guatemala, one of only 13 diplomatic allies in the self-governing islands has in the world. Mostly, mostly small nations in the Caribbean, the Pacific, and Latin America. Speaking to meet to the media with Tsai at a sign, Jiamate called Taiwan the on, one and only true China. Some Guatemalans believe their nation is losing economic opportunities by choosing Taiwan over mainland China. <laughs> China is a market of more than 1 billion people, and it will be the interest of some Guatemalan sectors to export and import products from China, sociologists and political analysts. Miguel um, Angel Sandoval. I don't know what we, what that person was thinking. On Sunday, Tsai will like uh, will visit a new hospital in the city of Chimaltenango in western Guatemala. I'm sorry if I butchered that name. Built with a um, built with a 22 million dollar donation from Taipei, Tsai will leave um, for Belize, where she is to meet. Um, pr- with Prime Minister John Brisno on Monday and depart on Tuesday. On the way home, Tai will stop in California to meet with U.S. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, a meeting that prompted China to warn Washington that it's playing with fire, even though we have the rights to do that. We have the rights to meet them. They should, they should, you know, the Chinese government should just back off on it. Because for because for them saying no, you can't visit them, you can't talk to them, you can't do anything, you can't you know be close to them. For me, I just want to tell uh, the CCPs that um back off, don't go, don't don't try and go near me. Just let them do what they need to do, and just shut up. Simple enough. That's all I want. I just want them to just shut up for a while. <laughs> Some critics of ID tags for protesters. Hope to endanger national security, says Hong Kong security chief. Someone who criticized the tag, tags police made protesters wear during Hong Kong's first authorized protest in about two years seek to endanger national security or hijack such rallies, the, city, the city's security chief had claimed. The tags have been compared to dog leashes or Jewish labels in reference to the oppression in Nazi Germany. I feel it, it kind of looks like it. And that's why it feels like it feels like we're being tagged and leashed by the government here. The, Secret- the secretary for security, Chris Tong, told reporters on Sunday afternoon that tags worn by protesters were for the purpose of identifying the participants of a rally, ensuring headcounts, not exceed expectations, and to prevent the protests from being hijacked by other people. He didn't elaborate as to who the people may be. Like if he's gonna elaborate, <laughs> the government they're not gonna elaborate. Tang mentioned how the police are required to wear number tags and point it to the lanyard worn by exhibition visitors or press badges donned by reporters. They absolutely do not carry any discriminatory or derogatory meaning. The security chief comments came after an organizer of a rally in Chinquano last month told commercial radio that he felt the number tags were extremely insulting and similar badges to and similar to the bat. Uh, to the badges worn by the Jewish. Compulsory yellow badges were amongst the series of measures implemented by Nazi Germany to segregate and persecute the Jewish populations in the 1930s and 40s. <laughs> On Sunday, Tang claimed some members of society were arbitrarily stirring up emotions and slandering the government, which is not, which is criticizing what they did and what they think. I believe some are hoping to instigate the public dissatisfaction and hatred towards the government hoping to endanger national security and hoping to make Hong Kong no longer peaceful, he said. Is he serious? We can't protest? Tang added that such people could also could also be seeking to introduce difficulties to law enforcement so they could have had the opportunity to again disrupt and hijack protests. The security chief also denied that 
the identifying tax would make protesters worry about their f- future rep- uh, repercussions. For example, every reporter's friends here has a press label. Would you think, oh no, there will be consequences later? No, you won't, he said. When asked whether the, implement- the rules implemented for the Chengguano pro- march, whereby numbers will also capped and participation have to wear their own cordon line, carry their own cordon line, or here to stay. Tang said the police would conduct risk assessments based on social circumstances and implement suitable measures. The security chief said the city authorities very much respect people's freedom of speech and assembly, yet many things had happened since 2019. I don't know how paranoid they are, but I feel like they're extremely, extremely paranoid. Although nowadays it seems peaceful on the surface, Tang said, we realize that from the time from time to time, many people are still hoping to stir up chaos at public events in the hopes of endangering our public safety. He said how a rally organizers had to cancel a protest schedule for March 5th, as people made online calls for violent groups to attend. Meanwhile, Mean Power revealed that a number of these online comments were left by users that had previously been active in pro establishment page. The comments were deleted shortly after the new- newspaper's report. A total of 10 public police-approved uh, rallies or events were held under official restrictions on Sunday. While participants in both, a e- both an Easter celebration rally organized by the Harbor Front Commission and a Palm Sunday religious ceremony held by St. John Cathedral were required to observe an anti-mask law. Ming Pao reported that, that the strictness of enforcements differed at the event. Newspapers said that many participants of the religious rally could still wear a face mask, but all who took part in the Harbor, Harbor Commission activity were asked to take take off theirs, uh, to off their masks by police officers and staff. When reports asked the security chief about Sunday, Tom said that the that the mat said the mask legislation clear sta- uh, clear stated its exemption. If there's any situation, I believe our co-workers would record it and determine whether to follow up out after follow up afterwards. He added. So if anybody who wants to join in, I remember back in the past people join in a lot. So I feel like there's nothing wrong. But when they said, "Well, you was going to cause massive problems in national security," you know what a massive problem is going to be? People weren't able to join. So if anybody wants to join in or anything like that, or they want to come in and say, Hey, uh, we need to join in something. We need to join in something. Hey, why don't we join in this uh, protest? Oh, why don't we join this protest? Oh, why don't we join this protest? Are they that serious? Like if they join the pro- like if they join the protests, right? They join in a rally or some sort. And then they- and then they- they can't join in, like, in midway, or halfway, or a third way, or anything? Are you serious? Are you serious? Like, why are they so paranoid about this thing? Why? Why are they so paranoid about it? They can't join? I feel like no one's gonna join. At all. Not even once. I don't even trust what the government does. Because if you say, well, um, it's national security-wise, and we want to protect people, and we want people to always wear badges that way, and we, we don't want to cause massive concerns, so what? You're doing it, you're doing it in a way where people's not going to be, you're doing it in such a way where no one wants to join a rally, no one wants to say anything, no one wants to do anything, no one wants to even protest, let alone for anything. That's not fair. And we'll be right back. After the break, welcome back. Hong Kong's first mandatory study tour to mainland to mainland sets off. Forty thousand expected to visit mainland this year. The chief secretary bid farewell to two hundred Hong Kong high school pupils at the high-speed rail station as they embarked on a mandatory visit to mainland China on Monday morning. It marks the city's first ever compulsory field trip to the mainland after visits were listed as part of a new course that replaced liberal studies in 2021. Due to COVID-19, students were temporarily exempt from joining field trips to mainland last year. However, the arrangement resumed as all Hong Kong-China borders were fully opened in March. Chief Secretary Eric Chen said, Chief Secretary Eric Chen said around 40,000 high schoolers we expected to visit China this year, 
while the city's education secretary said last month that over 22,000 students have already signed up for mainland field trips in April and May as of mid-March. No reports from students were required to be submitted to authorities and relevant coursework. If any, remain school-based, Chance added. The group of, f- of fifth-year students left West Kowloon High-Speed Rail, um, Rail Station at 7 a.m. on Monday to begin the two-day field trip to Guangzhou and Shenzhen. The initiatory includes visit to historic his, um, his heritage sites and tech companies, according to local media reports. One of the participants told journalists that their school were mandating 1,000 word reports following their trip. I don't get it. Reports are expected to cover various topics, including the ways in which the Greater Bay Area can aid young people or how youngsters can contribute to the economies of, of country. Chan said he thought the students were excited about the trip, adding that by visiting the mainland and getting a deeper understanding of the country's latest development across different fields, students can can make informed decisions about their future studies and ch- avoid choosing the wrong university major. Like what? Trips are part of a new citizenship and social development studies for a uh, uh, subject for senior secondary students. CS replaced. Um, CS replaced liberal studies, which pro-Beijing politicians blame for fueling the 2019 protests and unrest. It has more emphasis on mainland China and less on current affairs, which is really, really dumb. In America, we have rights to talk about that. According to an education bureau circular, the purpose of the tour is to enable students to gain a first-hand understanding of China and to develop an appreciation of Chinese culture and their sense of national identity. Okay, I have a problem here. Sorry. I have a problem here. Chinese culture has been destroyed for thousands of years. For been destroyed for nearly 70 to 60 years. You don't call that Chinese culture by destroying that. That's not Chinese culture. How about if you want to learn about Chinese culture, maybe go to places like Taiwan. They kept all the Chinese culture with them. They have traditional Chinese. They have all the writing systems that kept. That's called Chinese, traditional Chinese culture. That's, that's Chinese culture right there. Even though Taiwan used to be not be like China, but whatever. I'm not going to debate on that. The national identity, like the Communist Party are. Over 6,000 students from 60 schools registers to take part in the mainland study tour in April, while around 16,000 students from over 160 schools signed up for the May trip. Secretary for Education Christine Choi told the press last month, more than 200 schools have been enrolled for departures in the periods between June and August. When asked by lawmakers and reporters last month about a rumor regarding unconvicted teachers not being allowed to cross the mainland border due to participation, in the 2019 protests, she Choi said she has not heard of such cases. Oh, I'm pretty sure she will eventually. The cost of including meals, accommodation, the cost including meals, accommodation, insurance, and transportation of all compulsory study tours under the CS syllabus is fully covered by the Education Bureau. This story said. I don't know why mainland China is the only thing that people can go visit. How about places like, I don't know, maybe the UK, or maybe Taiwan, maybe South Korea, maybe Japan, maybe the US. Some places like that that, that, the, that these students or these youngsters can have interest in. Because that's where they want to go. It looks, it feels better. It looks, I want to go there. If I was in Hong Kong, I would have definitely said I want to go to the UK, or maybe Taiwan. Taiwan looks great as well. I love Taiwan. Not not the not the sea, not the mainland. I don't want to go there. there. There's a video you guys can look. I don't know. If you, I don't know if it's there, but you might have to look on Island Hong Kong website or Island Hong Kong video. There is a video where it's uh, an, a um, I guess it was an Indian diaspora student, uh, a mother scolded Cy Lung saying they don't want to go there, and Cy Lung's response was. So you don't want your kids to learn about, and they said they're not interested of your studies. They're not interested with the mainland studies. They're not interested of those kind of things. And I'm not gonna lie to you. I I don't I understand why you're not interested because they don't want to go there. You can't force them. 
That's the only truth. That's the thing about about these people. They're not Chinese. They're not like they they don't want to be like the mainland Chinese. That's it. They just want to be Hong Kongers, Hong Konger, Hong Konger, and Hong Konger. That's the truth. They want to be Hong Kong only, not whatever you want to call them. Hong Kong is unique. That's why. Now, if you tell me, well, can China? Hong Kong belongs to China. That's the truth. It belongs to China. And here's the thing, though. I agree. It is belong to China. But at the same time, identity is a different story. There's two different identity. Hong Kong, like, like think about languages, for example, or customs and things like that. They maintain culture-wise. Think about those things are, are completely different or not. I can see a lot of difference between that. So for people to have that kind of problem, that's their fault. If they don't believe in it. That's what the government should understand. That they, if they don't want to go, they don't want to go. That's the only truth. If they don't want to go, they don't feel like going. You can't force them. Number of national security arrests, very small compared to population. Hong Kong, Hong, Hong Kong Secretary, Justice Secretary says. Oh, is it small? I wonder how many thousands of students would have been arrested. The numbers of arrests and convictions since the implementation of the national security law in Hong Kong is, is quote-unquote very small, the city's justice chief has said. That's according to them, not according to me. It's according to Paul Lam, who's the Secretary for Justice. Speaking on a commercial radio program on Sunday, Secretary for Justice Paul Lam said fewer than 250 people have been arrested over the national security offenses. That's still quite a bit, man. That's not a little bit. That's still quite a bit. For national security convictions, it's only around 20 people. No more than 30, Lamb said. Oh, really? How about 47? Oh, I'm pretty sure. How about those 47 Democrats that were also arrested? I want to know about those. Even if it's other national security related offenses, it's not over 70. How about thousands? Would that count as well? Lamb said, the city's colonial arrestation law was revived in March 2020, and has been used to charge members of a union that published children's book that was said to have quote indoctrinated readers, as well as to charge editors to form um, charge editors of former news outlet Stand News, who on trial faced um, accused of conspiring to publish seditious publications. Why? I don't know why. Hong Kong has a population of seven million comparatively. I think everyone everyone would agree that. Only a very small numbers of people have been affected in that man. Beijing imposed national security legislation upon Hong Kong in June 2020 following a year of pro-democracy protests sparked by a controversial extradition bill that would have allowed the transfer of fugitives to mainland China to stand trial. A stricter bail threshold is applied to national security aspects under which most people arrested have been denied bail and remanded in custody Suspect face handpicked judges may see may see up to life in prison. How about this? The city's largest national security trial involving 47 Democrats, among them ex lawmakers, former district councilors, and activists charged with conspiracy to commit subversion, is currently underway. At the time, the at at the time that the national security was implemented, then Chief Executive Carrie Lam said the legislation only targeted a small minority of people who breached the law, while protecting the overwhelming majority of Hong Kong citizens exercising, exercising their legitimate rights and freedom. In response to Hong Kong Free Press, the Security Bureau said that 249 people have been arrested on suspicion of endangering national security. Amongst the 67 people convicted or awaiting sentencing, 29 of them were persecuted under the Beijing imposed Beijing national security law. Of course, authorities did not specify the offenses and respects to the remaining 38. Where are they then? Oh yeah, they're just numbers. Paul M added that while some countries expressed understanding that the national security law had brought positive effects to Hong Kong, there, there were other making inaccurate accusations. The most may, maybe is to damage Hong Kong's role in the developing development of the nation, he, he claimed. Some Western countries I can name those such as the United States keep using the national security law as a basis to keep trying to get as whenever they see an opportunity. Are you serious? Damaging the value of the nation. Oh wow! It's all going nation! Wow! He said that! If I tell him, so you saying Hong Kong is a nation? 
Is Hong Kong a nation? I thought it was a city. You said you hate independence. He said a nation. Is he also endangering national security as well? Or is addition or supporting Hong Kong independence? The inaccurate statements are full of lies. According to him, he said, adding that national security arrests and convictions involve, involved incidents that are more than mere, um, mere discussion about pursuing freedom and democracy. Only Beijing can, only they, the way they discussed it is that, but when we discussed it, they, we get arrested. His comment came days after the U.S. released its Hong Kong Policy Act report, an annual publication on recent developments in Hong Kong. The report states that Beijing and Hong Kong authorities have continued to use national security as a broad and vague basis to undermine rights and freedoms. In a lengthy statement on Saturday, the Hong Kong government condemned the U.S. report and, and defended the national security law, the city's electoral overhaul, which ensures only those deemed patriots can lead the city. We seriously reiterate that all law enforcement actions taken by, by Hong Kong's law enforcement agencies under the security law, or indeed any local laws, are based on evidence having to do with their political stance, background, or occupation, the statement reads. If it's not really, then why is so many pro-democracy have not been released? Hmm? How come they're not been released yet? I want to know about that. Surprise, surprise, surprise. They're not even, they're not, they're not even, they're not even telling about what is the reason behind it. And that's the truth. They haven't even answered that question yet. So my hope is, is that they better answer that question. Otherwise, that's their freaking problem. And that's their fault for not discussing that fully with us. And the thing is this. I'm hoping that more people can come out and protest and not support this ridiculous, ridiculous law. I'm hoping that Hong Kong one day would achieve what they have and achieve what they wanted. And also, thank you. And also... Thank you for tuning in, guys. If you guys enjoyed the podcast, make sure you tune in every Monday and Friday for our breakup podcast. State's coming up, and hopefully you guys, of course, sign up. It's already late already, and also it's it's gonna get harder because they kept on they kept on cutting funds, and we're totally getting screwed left and right. So I'm hoping everybody can actually understand the situation, understand the current um atmosphere that we're living in, and hopefully we can make that change. And that's it for today, and we'll talk more next time. This is Team Cam Rival Radio signing out. Hope you guys have a great day. Cat host my radio. It's on on every Monday and every Friday. Cat host my radio. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you.